0: When Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. It's Thierry already! He scored. He scored for Arsenal in the bottom half. Back to Arsenal. That's an Arsenal. Yes. It's yes. getting yes. yes. just what Thierry Emery of Ramyem
1: does, and he's got another two today.
0: Welcome back to the different knock podcast episode number 24 with my very good friend bradley adams dominic shaboshlai uh so and my very good friend dominic shaboshlai um so how are you mate i'm good mate how are you i'm feeling good i've had a bit of a, a well i've had a bit of a dental disaster today
1: yeah you've used, um, you've refused to tell me until we get recording so come on let, let it at me
0: yeah i don't want to i don't want to like you know use up on my small talk uh, anecdotes uh, with just with you know just chatting to you the Brad. things that
1: you can make gags out of
0: you know exactly I've got, got the... a yeah, content
1: content 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 <laughs> it's hashtag content content which you could get if you subscribe <laughs> to com slash not it's been 30 seconds <laughs> and we're in we're in ladies and gentlemen let's go
0: we're in um no ba- i mean basically i had i had a bike accident i was oh. i will surprise no one to hear i was showing off when i was a kid and i had a bike accident and um i went over my handlebars i was like look at me dad no hands and then literally went over the handlebars um i smashed my teeth um bruised my groin my, my lip was like hanging out like, literally like hanging off my face <laughs> my dad ordered a taxi <laughs> Um, but yes, anyway, so I, I essentially, oh, hang on, I'm really topping out. Let me just, let me calm down a bit. Um, yeah. Chill esen- yourself out, mate. Yeah. Control, control it. Um, yeah, essentially I've got to have uh, potentially thousands of pounds of work done. It's, it's all, it's fucked. It's, it's absolutely still. Fucked. I might. Yeah. My tooth is essentially eating itself from the inside out. Um, when you hit your tooth or if you have a massive trauma to your tooth, um it's really <laughs> dull but essentially and my tooth is dull as well um but essentially the um the cells around your teeth like the protection cells aren't there anymore once you've had a trauma um a bit like life brad um and you <laughs> and uh essentially it's been like eating itself from the inside out so i saw an x-ray of my teeth my my fr- uh not my front two teeth but the one to the left of it um I saw an X-ray of it today and it's like hollowed out. It's like just hanging on for dear life and it's gone all red. So it's got to come out. It's time to go. I think I make that joke every podcast. Um, You do. So yeah, that's my, that's my tooth drama for the day. How are you, Brad, for the day? I'm good. Um, Do
1: you want to know an interesting fact about me as well?
0: Absolutely not. So, Arsenal football...
1: (laughs) No, go on, go on. Um, I have half, I have a half a fake tooth do you go on yeah so i was 17 at the time tucking into a lasagna and um <laughs> took a bite down and uh, a bit of bone had gotten through the processing oh because it was like a quick it was like a quick meal i just i'd gotten home late from i think i was doing i think i was doing west side story um and i'd gotten home from rehearsals right uh, my mum was busy so i just chucked a um, like a ready meal lasagna in the microwave started eating bit down and cracked well i I say i've got half a fake tooth basically i've got like the front bit left of one of my back molar teeth right and then the the rest of it almost like cracked off
0: so there was what there was just like a bit of bone in the ready meal
1: yeah just like a little bit of bone in this ready meal i bit down obviously not expecting there to be and it it's gotten stuck between my teeth and pushed down and cracked Uh... the tooth off so um I have to get an emergency dentist appointment. <sighs> everyone um, just felt that everyone they... just felt that, by the way. <laughs>
0: everyone just felt that. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was excruciating. Like it, yeah. it's one of like the most pains I've ever been in. It was it was horrific. Yeah. Um the way I got it out, funnily enough, um, was with a bonbon. <laughs> <laughs> this story gets weirder. I know, I know. But like the tooth, <laughs> the bone bit and the other part of the tooth were like sandwiched together and still stuck like it didn't come out so mum um i was like i i screamed for my mom um i was in like a lot of pain and we just we couldn't find yeah. anything to like that would like we, we needed something to like stick onto it to like pull it out and so okay. my mom was like mate i just i bought some like blue raspberry bonbons so she stuck she said literally bite down on this and see if it works and i bit down on this bonbon and yeah. I bit up and it pulled the tooth out like pulled the half the tooth out that was broken
0: there you go folks life hack ingenuity life, life hack. hacks that's that's smart um mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. mental in it so the oh, i'm still topping up. um what was gonna say so did you did you get back in contact with whoever you got the ready meal from and say hey guys can you not put bones in your i
1: think i think it was like tesco's and the thing is is these kind of wanky companies always put like a disclaimer on the bottom being like though we do our best to process all this shit out there could always be a bit of bone so like they all companies like that they pay oh god what are they called my mum called them bean counters but like They pay people to assess how much they would pay, like assess, like how to cover themselves if they were like, basically, so they're invulnerable to lawsuits and things like that. Right. So if a car like, um, and this happens by the way, it's, it's fucked. If a car has a known fault on it, but they've only sold a certain amount of models, they'll get somebody in to work out how much it will cost them if somebody dies and they have to pay out in a lawsuit because they knew against the fault versus how much it would cost them to recall all the models that they've sold. And if the the number to recall the, the models is higher, they'll just let it go and they'll just wait. <laughs> Fuck's mm. sake. <laughs> cheery start, cheery start. But yeah, so like m- m- we read the back of this thing and it was like, yeah, they'd covered all their bases. There was genuinely nothing that could be done about it. But um, yeah, that's how I lost most of my tooth.
0: I would have enjoyed a Bradley Adams lawyers up against Tesco or wherever. That would have been a good story. Maybe we could maybe we could go back now. Maybe let's do
1: it. Does the statute of limitations for cracking yeah. a tooth last? Yeah, seven years. Seven, seven years. years. Jesus, how am I twenty-four? Christ Almighty.
0: We'd need quite a lot of legal fees, and we'll get that if you sign up to that. Sorry. To do <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> I've got you doing it now. <laughs> okay, uh, football happens. Pay five oh. pounds a month to see me in my dressing gown.
0: Yeah, actually, it's yeah, not it's, an OnlyFans; I- it's a Patreon. It should be an OnlyFans, Brad. It's uh, there's a lot of hair there. I have no hair on my chest. It's a it's horrendous, as Alex, I'm sure people, people who listen to this podcast can guess.
1: It's uh, a it's a difficult way to live. Oh,
0: there you go. Uh, okay, well, apparently we're an Arsenal podcast, so let's do some we Arsenal, are, shall we?
1: <laughs> we are seven minutes in, and not a word of Arsenal
0: <clears throat> yet. It's time for a week up the arse. Arteta says no fans is holding the project back. Sack is on England duty and party does more to stop COVID than the British government. Guendouzi presses, Eddie impresses, William goes to Dubai for some reason, El Nani tests positive for COVID-19, and Nash tests positive of being shit. Hey, Come on! He's got it in there. That was, I think that was the most words ever. We should like, okay. What we should right, do from now Brad, I is... Brad, da- I lay down the gauntlet to you for next week. I have week.
1: to beat a certain amount of words. More
0: words than that. That was 48 words, Brad.
1: Alright, I've got to get 49.
0: You could hit a 49. I mean, it's gonna to get to the point where people can't actually hear what we're saying. <laughs> which yeah. is meant to be a quick news. <laughs> <roundup>. <laughs> yeah. You can just slow it down. You know on you know on like uh, podcasts you can like slow down the the playback. Yeah, 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 Just do that. Do that, you lazy buggers. Um, right. Okay. Let's do some actual football then. By the way, I realised last week we didn't we didn't address the um Tony Cruz Abamyang thing, which was hilarious.
1: I think it happened after we recorded.
0: Yes, maybe I can't really remember, but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it happened after okay. we recorded. I mean, it was funny I mean, because I
1: think that that was some that was something that we would have chatted about. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was ridiculous, and also Germany yeah. got spanked six 0 So, who's laughing now? Still, Tony Cruz with his World Cup winners medal. It was and um, his Champions League winners, winners winners medals,
1: but you know, <laughs> I think I, I saw a stat that it was Manuel Neuer's it was either his first match for the nas- national team or the first time in a competitive match he'd ever conceded six.
0: Yeah, Oof. that's um, that, that's got to hurt. I watched the highlights. I mean, <clears throat> I didn't see the game, but supposedly they deserved that as well. Apparently it wasn't
1: even flattering. Fer- oh, Ferran Torres. Oh. He went for what? 20 million in the summer? Tw- yeah, 20, 22 million. How, or something how City got a, a free run at that? What's happened there? Well, it's it's like most of the players at Valencia. Like you're talking about, Danny Parejo oh, yeah. went for free. I was
0: listening back to our last podcast, Brad. You 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 know shit, mate. What do you mean? You were like telling You were like, you're like, yeah. Um, uh, so Danny Parejo left. He was actually the captain before he's gone to this club. I was like, I don't fucking know this. I just follow Arsenal.
1: <laughs> oh, mate. like <laughs> yeah. I just I fucking I, I love footy. To be fair.
0: Oh, useful in fairness. Yeah. Um, also, always, always a gooner though.
1: Always a gooner.
0: Always a gooner. Do you want also, to know one
1: player that I I think we miss right now, which I think is ironic? You've reminded me of this person because um, they play for Valencia, funnily enough. Go on, Brad. Gabriel Paulista. Do you know what?
0: I was playing FIFA the other day, and he came up, and I th- I thought the same. I thought, do you know what? I'd take Paulista over Mustafi over over Klasinac, everyone other than Gabriel,
1: Socrates. He wasn't bad. No, but he was just in an... The thing was is he was just in an era where we had Per Mertesacker and Koscielny at their pomp and wasn't... I mean, he wasn't... It wasn't that he wasn't particularly great, but he wasn't getting a lot of game time. Mm. But could you imagine Take I'd have him now over every single one of our centre-backs other than Big Gabriel. Time. Could you imagine time. He, having him he was, and Gabriel at, at the two? Yeah. Oof. He was quite heavily underrated in my view. Massively. Massively, and nice
0: teeth as well. I think I'm jealous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe we should do like an arsenal past and um, see what mistakes we've let go for cheap.
0: Oh come on, there's a better name than that. pastinal Pastinal, Pastinal. There we go. Yeah, like just, just just me and you just looking just the whole podcast, and me and you doing this. Oh, for
1: fuck's sake. Oh. Oh, just a whole podcast of that! Yeah, just a whole podcast of us (laughs) bitching. Do you know what? And we've we've had this conversation off pod, but just a kind of thing to the viewers. Could you imagine what our team would have been like if we kept Alexi Sanchez and had Alexi Sanchez, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, and Nicola Pepe with a prime Meza Özil? Oh, could you imagine? And Ramsey. And Ramsey, and also, what's so annoying about
0: that is it's actually not pie in the sky. <laughs> like we could, if Alexis had made the right decision and stayed, which he should have stayed, if we'd not fucked fuck Ramsey over, because we had a con- he had a contract offer on the table and we took it away. Yeah, it's Unai Emery that fucked then,
1: Ramsey over. Unai Emery was the one that pulled out, apparently. That fucking man's name.
0: Um, just before we get into the the main chat for for today, um, also. Saka's played a lot for England. Yeah. Uh, He started two games and he came on in the 38th minute in the Belgium game, I think it was.
1: Um, Nobody had more key passes than Saka. Yeah. In that that game, especially when you see he came on in the 38th minute and you've got to play like Kevin De Bruyne on the pitch. One thing that I personally, again, we're going to have the Southgate chat, but that is what is holding England back. Could you imagine, like we are ruining a team of like a golden age of a team because, you know, you've got your... um, elder statesman almost in jordan henderson and harry kane and even you know to a degree raheem sterling who's played a lot of football for his age yeah and we're wasting them on a manager that tactically was, is just clueless
0: i i i will find our lineup from the other day but it was absolutely abhorrent
1: it was like nine center backs and then Grealish and yeah, Kane. it was it was it the belgium game
0: yeah, it was. It was here was Horrific. the lineup from the Belgium game. <laughs> We've got Walker, Dyer, Mings, Trippier, Henderson, Rice, and Chilwell on the pitch. All of which I would say are defensive
1: players. Oh yeah, all of those, because you've got Walker playing as a centre back and not a right back as well. Yeah. Are defensive players. They're players that, you know, you're basically creating that U shape with two holding midfielders in front yeah. of it. It's
0: It's incredible. It's incredible. And I mental yeah, I. But anyway, the point I was going to make, I was just going to run about Southgate, but I realised I don't actually care enough. Um, the thing about Saka is obviously it's annoying from an Arsenal perspective. We'd prefer him to be f- fresh. But I do think it's interesting that England use him so much and he feels like he's a big part of the um, England setup. Mm-hmm. I think that's good for his experience. I think that shows that he's. Impressing pressing there obviously and uh, maturing just, yeah maturing and it just it just bodes well I think I think when a player is established at both club and and international level I really don't think that's a bad thing at all for anyone involved Um I, th- I like I think sometimes people think of internationals as oh you know they're, they're taking our players away at the moment I completely agree COVID-19 is absolutely fucking ridiculous but in sort of oh, yeah, normal, international
1: football is a joke at the moment at the like, moment yeah there's, but, a, there's a pandemic, and it's the. It, what is the nation's league? Yeah, like, but, but like, but what well, are you
0: doing? Yeah, but like, but like, Saka going away to a World Cup, say for example, or Euros, is huge. Is like, is is a big oh, thing for a player, yeah. and the experience I think he's going to get. That's gain. what we scratched
1: so as well. You talk about Arsenal teams of old. Most of the people that we had in the club and in the team were international players, were players who were good enough to play for their country, but. And also good enough to play for countries that are of a high quality. Like at the end of the day, Bosnia and Herzegovina, um, the place of Kalazanak's birth. I've been to Bosnia. It's a gorgeous place, but they are nothing but um, cannon fodder for these tournaments. And there's a few players like that in our squad at the moment. Like uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, he's our best player. He's unbelievable, but he plays for Gabon. Like... We used to have play you think we had Ramsey, cazola Erzil, Giroud, who is now only five goals off or four goals off of the of becoming um France's all-time top scorer, and he started his international career when he was twenty-five. You know, you're talk we used to have people who were capped at the highest international level and now it seems that that's definitely one thing we've fallen off the pace of we've got portugal's third choice right back that we've just given a four year contract to for no reason yeah we've got players that you know hopefully gabriel will kick on and really start going for that brazilian Mm. national team but you know, it's it's only good when players start to get this experience at what is the highest pressure level. Yeah. Leading your country, I think, is higher pressure Cup. than leading your club. Because a, a World Cup comes every four years. Euros comes every four years. You, you've seen that with, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo in the fact that, for me personally, you look at Messi and what he's achieved and you look at Ronaldo and what he's achieved. What Ronaldo has achieved is more... Um, is more inspiring is the wrong word is more is it's more of an achievement i personally think he's achieved it in three different countries he's won the champions league in two of those countries he's won an intent but not only has he won an international competition with portugal but he won the euros Fucking managed the final essentially (laughs) yeah and you're not talking about like the fact that messi could hasn't even been able to win um his thing his you know Argentina what's the what's the South yeah Copper America they've not even won a Copper America with quote-unquote the goat in their team
0: yeah yeah I yeah I I just I I think internationals sometimes get frowned upon from a club level which I get but uh, I think it's just encouraging to see see a player like Saka go and get that experience and it's great same Mm -hmm. for Maitland-Niles um I think something that, that 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 reminds me of is um this is, someone who's got some niche Arsenal knowledge will know this properly, but there was a, there's a, uh, a clip of Wenger where he gets accused of not taking a competition seriously, could be the Carabao Cup, could be the FA Cup. Yeah. And he says, well, I put 11 internationals out on that pitch. Now, if we, put, if we watched a Carabao Cup now game, are we putting 11 internationals out on a pitch? probably not. And right. it does show that you know it is a marker of quality, so it's it's a it's a oh, um, it's a it's a good thing. Okay, Brad, we um, the Arsenal fan base have found a new darling. It happens sort of every couple of months, I think. Um, depends. I think
1: it's I, I, I don't know whether I'd call it a new darling. I think it's in conjunction with our current darling, no, Hussein Awa. I, I I feel I feel like what happens is um we're just so desperate for anyone that give us any hope, and we will latch yeah. onto that like a leech to a leg. Yeah,
0: it's hilarious watching people. And and what's so funny as well is is you see people who go. Firstly, they pretend they've wanted Shabosh life for about fifteen years. They 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 watched him at under five to level for Hungary. Um, they've you know the, it, and like they'll they'll you know we're all just discovering this player. And you know I'm sure there's there's definitely people who've, who've heard about him before and stuff. But the general fan base. It's so funny how quickly the general fan base and the people, you know, experts obviously you know know, but the sort of you know the everyday fan goes, "Yep, he's the answer to our question, to our to our problems," and I'm I'm optimistic, but I'm also um, realistic. Well, let's let yeah, let's 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 get into this then. So the AFC Bell, who's obviously the guy who tweeted um, very confidently a party all summer and was eventually proved right. I'm still slightly dubious obviously because he's only done one and it could, you know, party felt like maybe a conclusion of a, of a, a, not a last resort, but a, a, a a waiting game that maybe might've played out differently. Mm. Had we got our, I don't know. Um, I also
1: think that it was um, he's from the news that he always seems to leak. He seems very close to Thomas party's camp. Yeah. So it, maybe for me always seemed like the news was coming out from party's camp rather yeah. than arsenal which again would make me dubious to the connections that he actually has within the club itself rather than just within a player's camp yeah
0: um but anyway we're arsenal fans so we'll take anything we can get uh, he's tweeted saying uh, confirms that arsenal's open communi- opened communication channels with dominic shabaslai's
1: communicado oficial
0: camp recently the talks are in their initial stages and nothing has been decided yet but the club is impressed and is targeting the player's profile more details tomorrow evening mecca time um he's saying uh and then he tweets sort of saying i think well because he's arabic it it comes out is arsenal a paved road for signing with dominic shaboshlai um which i imagine isn't what he said but um so it's something that is interesting actually is um my my girlfriend's Egyptian as I've mentioned so many times um but she when you watch arabic commentary and know what they're saying it's hilarious it's like he's waving he's weaving his way through the fields of gold and we just get Clive Tilsley going pogba pogba <laughs> passes it 40 yards yeah and they're like he's dancing on the on the forefathers um but anyway so we are uh we are looking at Shaboshlai. I believe that, um, mm. and I'm certain he's a player who who looks looks right. Uh, looks right. Um, from my he seems to have a
1: profile of a player that we lack currently.
0: Yeah, I think he's something we don't have. Uh, he's left sided predominantly. Um, he occupies uh, he's been compared to Grealish um I know Clive uh my my boy compares him to to Grealish quite a lot in terms of his technical ability supposedly he technically um he is a kind of um uh yeah a a cut above a a lot of a lot of what we have um which is always going to be welcomed Mm. he's been characterized a bit as a a bit of a moments player in terms of he pops up with a set piece or he pops up with um with a, a, a nice assist and maybe, maybe goes a bit sort of maybe um, quiet during the rest of the game, but you know, he's 20 years old. He's got room to grow and mature and he's kind of, um, his, his development has supposedly massively increased in the last sort of 12 to 18 months. Um, he's a good profile. He's six foot one. He's, he's, he's 20 years old playing for the Hung- Hungarian national team, creative, technically good, physically strong, good set piece. Twenty one million pound release clause. I mean, I'm I'm up for it. Uh, I know you have some stats and stuff, so maybe maybe that's something we can look at.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, I uh, kind of my thoughts in it is I agree. I think bringing down the age of the squad is always good. Um, it's you know it's like you say, like as Arsenal fans, we can tend to believe that, or as football fans, often we are touted this idea that there is one player that can solve every issue when in reality, a big overhaul is needed for us to be in a situation where we challenge again or we start to compete at the level of a big, big club. But this is absolutely a step in the right direction. I think one of the problems of the last few years is we've not focused enough on picking up these players that from your Salzburgs, from your cl- for £21 million, which nowadays is the equivalent of, you know, just... A, a, a relegated Premier League player, let alone somebody who is putting top quality performances uh, in the Champions League. And I think that's kind of the, for, uh, the stats that I've got up. This is kind of what I think is the most important barometer to look at it, because we can look at his stats from the Austrian League, which, yes, also would be good to as a barometer of how he plays, but... Looking at him in the Champions League, this is where you're truly going to see him against elite level opposition. And you can almost transfer that for the Premier League. Mm. So currently his numbers in the UCL are, he's scored two goals. He's uh, got 2.3 shots per game, three key passes per game, 3.3 crosses per game, and 1.7 long balls per game. And he is 20. So there's obviously still room to grow. Like you said, he kind of occupies that left mid position. Uh, and again, just to throw this opinion into the mix, I think if this is the signing we go for, we'll see Abamyang stay out on the left, and we'll see Shaboshlai drift into that left channel as Abamyang comes centrally, and maybe Enketia pushes in to that kind of tap in esque poacher position. Messi um, on the right. Yeah, he's been playing since twenty fifteen. Uh, and yeah, like you say, he's got um. What's it? He's got uh, bu- 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 uh, the release clause of £21 million. And £21 million for a guy who's got two goals in three games in the Champions League is quite good. And has also got two goals in two games in the qualifying rounds. So it's 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 looking like, you know, a quality opportunity. And he's also got Again, I said I wouldn't talk about the Austrian Bundesliga, but he's got seven appearances and has one goal and six assists. So he, if he played all ninety minutes, which I'm not sure if he did, he's averaging a goal or an assist every ninety minutes in his kind of domestic league. It's productive. It's productive. It's good. It's a positive step forward. I think that this in January would kind of help towards the end of the season, get a bit more creativity in there, and get and. I said to you before we started he reminds me a little bit of Ramsey in a way and I don't I don't mean that in the sense that like they are the same profile of player I just mean that the the movement into the box or those kind of runs from midfield I think is something that we haven't seen since the days of Ramsey and that Shaboshlai would add to our team mm. and kind of tactically
0: Yeah I think um I actually think the 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 sort of Grealish comparison is is nice for me Um, I I would prefer Grealish. Yeah, Um, I would agree. But as a kind of younger profile, and I I think well before before I get into that, I think there is something that we that you said that you know we we we've spent a long time not picking up these types of players, not going for these release clauses at 19, 20, 21, that sort of age profile of of these players who are clearly talented um who are mm-hmm. um you know who who we look at and um, you know we tend to be signing either ve- very very young players or quite experienced players we we we're, we're not um necessarily signing players who have a massive up upscale in value um you know we've signed a party um, we signed Pepe, which is um, in party. doesn't have a much of an upscale in value. Martinelli's very young; it's kind of unproven. It's th- it's th- sort of that in between thing of the sort of late teens, early twenties, where a player has proven themselves at a certain level, mm. isn't m- a massive gamble. You know, looks as though they're they're going to pay off and and should. You know, the second he puts the shirt on, as 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 um, as Clive has said on the on the Arsenal Vision, his value doubles. And even as a business deal for 21 million for a player like this i think even if he even if he stunk the place out it's it's worth it like it's perfect it's perfect like he you know and and then sort of in terms of his 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 player profile i think we do miss someone what's interesting arteta's Arteta's signings have all i think maybe apart from william um and cedric have all been over six foot um, so he's clearly try- trying to address a, a physical profile um, in the team, but also in terms of his technical ability. You know, having someone in those tight spaces on that on that left hand channel who is able to get a pass in, who is able to cut c- a cut corner, who is able to drift inside, play off a Bamiyang, free that free that player up. I think is a- is a is a really smart move. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see what that means for Saka because Saka is sort of playing that role, but I actually don't think Saka quite has the power I think he's more um, that Shiboshla has I think uh, he's massively technically gifted and gifted in his movement and his vision but Shaboshla just appears to have a bit more of that sort of force that sort of from from what I've seen of him you know he's, he's he's relaxed but in his moments he has that spring in his step and he has that that sort of that powerful gait and aura that we 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 kind of miss on that side um, with Saka I think um, and yeah, it, it, he's an interesting signing. Uh, you can probably hear in my voice. I'm not convinced. Like I'm not like and I think that might just me being be me going, I'm not getting on this hype. But there's a part of me going okay. He's a 20-year-old from Aus- from from you know doing it in the Austrian league. Um he's done it in the Champions League a couple of times. We've been here before kind of thing. But it's but as I said, it is a good it is a good business investment and i'd i'd be in favor of it generally yeah
1: it's a good business investment and personally i think you know because it was it was reported about a week ago that he might be going to leipzig for for less than the release clause and obviously I'm not sure how comfortable I feel with this Red Bull thing at the moment where they've got the club in Austria, they've got the club in New York, and they've got the club in Germany, and they just seem to be feeding players all around. And while I think, obviously, you know, it's a very smart business deal, having good players that, are you, that you can then buy mm. on the cheap, but it does just scream a bit of, I don't want to say unfairness, but its its it's rigging mm. the game in the sense that you look at some of you know, Leipzig's s- signings from there in the last couple of years, they, they've they poached mm. quite a lot of their players from Salzburg. And it's obviously because they own both clubs and they can do whatever they want. Um, but personally, from my point of view for, for Schoboschle, I think if you had the choice, Arsenal is the better bet at the moment. Because if you think of Leipzig, they've got Emil Forsberg, Konrad Leimer, um oof, who else they've got quite a lot of midfielders from what i remember from just having a look at their squad about literally 15 minutes ago um and i do think that moving to a a club like arsenal where the midfield is is an area of issue at the moment and you he'd be guaranteed minutes for me mm. Uh, I think it would be a good move for both parties because you get a player that, okay, even if they do slightly well, you could still probably sell them on for the same, if not a little bit more in value and he could turn excellent and then you could sell him for 80 million pounds. Mm. You know, with the market being the way that it is, you know, he's a 20 year old who's only ever done it in the Austrian Bundesliga and has shown up a few times, like you say, in the Champions League. If we're signing him for 21 million pounds now, he comes in and he absolutely storms the Premier League. You're looking at Mm. astronomical fees if Arsenal can get it right. It's
0: not, you know he he's a set set piece specialist. He's got a wand of a right foot, you know, he's, Which we need, which we need we because need. I
1: can't see William hit the first man from a corner again. I yeah. can't put myself through it, Alex. <laughs> I can't um, do it. I fucking can't.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, he he's yeah, he's good on set pieces. He's he's like I'm I'm not convinced that's the best position for the to to be filling for the system that we have. I think we're massively overloaded on that side, but if if, for example, he has a different plan with Saka, maybe moving him to the other side, and maybe Aubameyang's drifting in more centrally, that would be nice. I don't know. but um, I think Saka on the left would be good. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends it, it depends how you want to play him.
1: Could you, so, like, having having Pepe on the right, Pepe on the right, Aubameyang through the middle, Saka on the left, and then Saka can drift into the more number 10 central channel Yeah, when Shabosh Lai drifts out to that left then you could have an interchange between those two players. That's something I'd be really interested to see is kind of having a party and somebody else Mm. as like the proper central midfielders and then Mm. having this Saka drop from the left wing into number 10 and Shaboshlai dropping out into that left-hand channel with Aubameyang centrally and then Pepe kind of inside as well, I think would be really, really interesting tactically to see. I don't know if we would ever see that because, you know, we're paying Willian... So much to hit the first man from corners and go to Dubai and probably get coronavirus, but...
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: But like, terminate th- his contract. Terminate his contract. <laughs> it's unprofessional.
0: <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It's awful. I condemn everything he's done. I'm really effed. I, 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 I was. I was up. Despicable. I was up last night, Brad. Crying my eyes out. He's gone to Dubai. Cancel his contract. <laughs> I'll even. I'll even do a little GoFundMe. Um, yeah. I. I I think also in terms of d- does he answer our kind of creativity woes? I think some people are kind of crying out for a uh, number ten. I don't think that fixes us. Firstly, because I don't think that's the system Arteta wants to play. But secondly, because I think number tens don't have the space they used to, don't have the time they used to, um, and I don't think he'd be as effective. It's so it's it's having someone a number
1: ten now has to be a number
0: eight. Yeah, as well. and it's it's having someone who can keep the ball in tight spaces in the opponents final third. Yeah. And, you know, he someone with his technical level and interestingly, if he's playing out on the left, he's massively favours his right foot. Pepe on the right, massively favours his left, um, if that's the plan. We're clearly looking at kind of overlaps, at, you know, cutting inside, at that kind of interplay around the box, I think could be really interesting to open up with Shaboshlai um, if, he, if he potentially signs. But yeah, listen, overall, massively in support of it, I just... Um, if we sound if we signed our i'd be over the moon if we signed tchiboshlai i'd be happy because it looks like we're sorting it but i'm not going i'm not jumping for joy yet
1: yeah i think our was proven a bit more at kind of a higher level you know he's been playing in one of the top 5 leagues we've obviously got last season's champions league with with leon still fresh in our memories whether Alwar is the right profile of player. And you know, I was seeing both mentioned, both Alwar and Shaboshlai mentioned in the tweet by Bell. And so I think that would be really interesting. Could mm. you imagine a midfield with Shaboshlai, Alwar, and Party? Maybe. Yeah. If you kind of see Saka dropping into that 10 space to interchange with Alwar and Shaboshlai pushing out to that left flank, Abamiang through the middle. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons as well. Like we've, we've slated Lacazette and rightly so in the last few episodes. But one thing I think we're really missing at the moment, especially in our front line is physical dominance and physical presence. Abameyang's like five, nine. No, no, not Abameyang Lacazette's like five, nine. Hmm. I don't expect. And it's him not to like be... he's quick enough
0: or agile enough to, no. to make up for that.
1: And I don't expect him to be kind of winning headers like Giroud. So my issue is, is why, why are we playing him like Giroud? Who, again, I think it was a big mistake when we sold him, but we obviously had to sell him to get Aubameyang. It's just a shame that we couldn't sell Lacazette to get Aubameyang and then have um, Aubameyang and Giroud. But it, it seems that, it seems that we're, we're really focusing We're I think we're understanding that next summer is the summer to sort out the back line. And I think we only need, one piece, maybe two to finish that off for at least a good couple of seasons. This season is kind of, if we can, is to get one midfielder in in January and then get another in in the summer. And if it is Shabosh Lai and Alwar in whatever order, I'd be absolutely fucking over the moon. But I have to say, the more I look at it, the more excited I am for next season to just Mm. move players out, to get rid of Mm. some players. Um, I love Mesut Ozil. I love seeing his face in the team photo they released today. I was also really pissed off that they pushed him near the back, and we've got Willian, who's fucking off to Dubai and all that shit, in like the second row. And there's like players who have been there for years, like who are at the back, and you're like, this this man has just come in, has done piss all, and has waltz right the way to the front. What is going on? Smith Rowe wasn't in that, by the way. Yeah, it was, but El Nenny was as well he was in it and he's obviously just tested mm-hmm. positive for Covid so maybe they did it a few I'm weeks ago I'm guessing they would have done it a few weeks ago um,
0: yeah. yeah yeah listen you know Shaboshla yeah we'll wait and see on that you know Fabrizio has confirmed our Fabrizio as if I know him, Fabrizio Romano the journalist has confirmed it uh, in terms of we're talking the tap merchant well listen he said you know there's four clubs in for him AFC Bell's talked about it something also to be said is he, is he takes long shots um, which we don't we have a very few players who who do that, and maybe they're not encouraged to, I don't know, but but he at least
1: we've got Xhaka, but he's playing left back at the moment, so
0: yeah, we uh at least have someone who who can can do that. We will wait and see on that, which I think is how we finish every one of these kind of conversations. <laughs> okay, Bradley, final one today because I've got a bounce. Um, we had a question from Nathan Baroda who sent me a lovely email.
1: Thanks, Nathan.
0: He said, Hi, guys. Another great pod on Monday. Really enjoyed it. A question for you. Do you think... Why am I reading it so sarcastically? Nathan, that's my fault. Hi, guys. Another great pod on Monday. Really enjoyed it. A question for you. Do you think Arteta's current mismanagement with regards to attacking are an overreaction to the trauma of the loss at Brighton or the trauma of Alex's... Te- uh, sorry, Nathan's no, In my view, he over- <laughs> In my view, he overreacted, he overreacted to a game in which we didn't play especially bad and we're pretty unlucky. To change his system to one that inhibits our attack too much, essentially it's a really long question, but it's a really good one, um, saying that since that we've seen this defensive structure, since the kind of Amex, Neil Morpai, Matteo Guendouzi, Pepe game, that one. As if you could forget. Since that game, has, have we seen a, a caution from Arteta? And I kind of want to tie this in with looking forward to the Leeds game on Sunday um, and what you'd like to see from the
1: lads. Okie dokie. Let's get into it. I can definitely see the logic in the argument because we did go with a more kind of defensive structure in the latter stages of that season after that kind of Amex game against Brighton. Um, I think we've, we've, I mean, I mentioned last week in in a fit of rage about the whole, you know, one FA Cup for Arteta isn't enough when you consider, you know, Wenger won three in his last four years. Wenger had us in a much better place, but still. He'd had 22 years to install something into the club. Arteta is finding his feet, and I think maybe... It's it's like you say, it's almost a reaction to that where he's gone, okay, this is the current issue. I have players who will create bits of brilliance to get an opportunity and score a goal. We've got Aubameyang. We've got Pepe who has his moments and we've got players who can dart from the midfield. You know, I watched an assist from Guendouzi that popped up on Twitter feed the other day where he like Mm. sweeps the ball in and Lacazette heads it down and in. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And I do think that it's probably going to have been a situation where at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you score three goals, if you concede four, it didn't matter in that game that we scored a goal because we lost 2-1. So... I think he's probably looked at that and some of the previous results and the way that the team are playing and gone, okay, I don't trust these people to play football. We're going to structure this (laughs) offensively and we're going to move forward from there. And I think that maybe the big issue for me is he hasn't started to ease the handbrake yet. I think the signing of Party was a big step forward in kind of getting the handbrake off and starting to push it up into kind of third and fourth gear.
0: Don't promote other podcasts on our podcast, Brad.
1: (laughs) Um, but we haven't seen that yet. You know, I want to see party in a three man midfield, but I don't know whether we have the personnel to do that, you know, because who do we play? We've got our most expensive player wages wise. Not registered, so he's probably the, the. I can't really think of any other than Smith Rowe, who you wouldn't be starting in the Premier League above a Granite Jack or above these other players. I think this is why we were so desperate to sign a more creatively minded midfielder in the summer was because we could see that's where the dearth really was in our squad. So, I agree. I, I kind of agree with him. I think it's a very, very. You love that point. word. What dearth? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, go, I go through phases. It will be like three episodes, and I'll say the same word, and then I'll go off of it, and I'll move on to something else.
0: What was your other words? You had you have one? I Can't remember. Um. <laughs> uh Yes. I. Yeah. I'm large in agreement, mate. I I, I think the Leeds game this weekend is an opportunity because we know what Leeds are going to do. We're away and they're gonna come at us you know we like i think i think sometimes we we go oh we're playing leads no times have changed guys like we're away at a marcelo bielsa team where you know they're gonna come at us they're not gonna sit back and play and play some kind of you know i don't think they're gonna sit in a low block certainly um But uh, yeah, as 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 you as you're not going to
1: play clueless ball, especially when they're going to have seen how well Villa got at us.
0: Yeah, and 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 you know, it's basics. It's the basics of football, as Fabian Delph once said. We need to score more goals, (laughs) and I think you know we've obviously had a massive defensive structure improvement. you know, I don't really have the numbers whether it's since the Brighton game, but since that period, we've clearly improved defensively. I think the addition of Gabrielle has massively helped. I think um, the addition of Party will help us as well, or has helped us. And it's now just taking those shackles off. Um, I I think the Brighton game was an, one of the. Um, one of the moments where we've we've all collectively had to take uh, take an in breath with arteta and go okay this isn't going to be easy, maybe as easy mm-hmm. as we thought um and i think we're now in a position whereby it doesn't matter we, we you know i think we'll we'll see a lot of games where we are you know apart from and potentially the villa game being another in, in take of breath and i don't have the stats on this again to hand but i'm sure I haven't seen many high-scoring games from us anytime recently or even high-scoring against us. We've been tight at the back, but we just we can't release the valve at the front. And I don't honestly, I don't mind if we're conceding 3 goals if we're scoring 4. I don't mind if we concede 7 if we're scoring 8. It's, you know, I I from a fan's perspective, I I'd prefer to be seeing those games anyway, but from the football mm-hmm. club's perspective, we we'd win the games. We have more attacking talent than than Leeds, so let's use it. You know, let's not be so scared about you know, a team that we know are going to come at us. So let them come at us. We might concede a goal, but we can go up there and and bang them because if they're coming at us, there's space. You know, we're only going to lose this game if we sit tight, don't express ourselves, and they'll hit us and we'll make a mistake. Someone will make a mistake. So I, 100%. you know, I, if to sum a long point up, if I see Willian, Abameyang Lacazette again. Uh, I don't know what I'll do.
1: Pepe needs to start. Pepe needs to start. But it's not
0: start. only that, mate. It's it's a structure. It's the structure. It. We can't we can't play with this that same structure again. Something has to change. And a hundred percent. I I can offer and I have offered all of my opinions on what those things could be. Um ultimately it's down to Arteta. I think um I think he has to release the handbrake, as you put it. Um but I'm not going to say the name of another Arsenal podcast. So listen, Brad, I've got to shoot, but um, it was a pleasure.
1: Yeah, good chat as always. And um, we will be back to it on Monday. You'll hear a next one on Monday. Monday, yes. Oh, actual football's
0: back. I thought it was like a, a theory. It's really coming. No, no,
1: no. It exists. Real but football. But until then, remember www.patreon.com. Support the lads so we can support you that's it <laughs> see you guys that's next it. week cheers see you next week
0: thank you so much for listening to the different knock podcast if you did enjoy that and want to hear some more please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using for a new podcast every monday and thursday if you want to support the show and get access to exclusive content check us out on patreon and follow us on instagram and twitter at diff thanks <laughs>